It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how are you doing over there? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. We're, we're battening down the hatches out here in Florida, man. Oh yeah, can you guys hear us? We got, we got guys outside the studio working on uh, putting up these shutters as we speak. Oh absolutely, we got a big one coming, this Hurricane Irma. Man, you know, Houston just got hit a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. they're still, you know, recovering from that. And, man, they're, they're sending us this ginormous Cat 5. Woo! I saw a real funny meme where Houston was like, we had the biggest hurricane of the last 10 years. And there was this thing saying, Florida, here, hold my beer. You know, because it's <laughs> like, we're going to show you the, the, the mother of all storms, right? Yeah, Florida was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> This thing is very, very big. Yeah, so it's it's looking pretty scary. It looks like it's going to come right up the center of Florida, you know, start right down there in the Keys, and, you know, it's either going to bank a little west, bank a little east, but either way it's going to run straight up the state once it gets here. Oh, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, but just for all you beautiful people out there, you know, if you uh, happen to catch a repeat next week, <laughs> oh, yeah. stick around for the following week. I'm sure we'll be back on the air, but just in case things go down, we may take a break next week. If everything works out okay, though, we'll be here same bat time, same bat channel. You know us. Like, you know, last time, you know, we fought through the storm and still had, you know, power hour airing as the Hurricane Matthew was tearing through. So the same thing like El Bandito said, if, if, every, if, if we have power... We will be here for you. Absolutely. Besides going into this upcoming weekend's adventures, I got to talk a little bit about my adventures last weekend for Labor Day. Yeah, we hope everybody enjoyed that fantastic day off. Oh, you know? yeah. And what did you end up doing? Man, well, you know, they always say what, like, just like Labor Day, you don't do any labor. <laughs> yeah, I know I didn't do any. Did you do any? No, I literally watched House of Cards the entire fifth season. Hey, there you Just go. sitting in my house about 13 hours of solid TV. Well, man, you know, it had been a while and uh, since I've had some ribs. And I heard my mom was making some ribs. So I was like, man, I got to go over and have some ribs. So, and, and I <laughs> Say gotta, ribs a few more times in man, a single I'm sentence. i man, just some ribs, man. And after I ate some ribs, like I, I was ready to pass out, man. I think it's true about that itis. <laughs> You know, when you eat the ribs and you get tired, you know, just like how they well, we're going to have to check out and find out how much of that tryptophan is in like ribs. I don't think there's a lot. I think that's mostly in Turkey. Here, let's let's ask uh, uh, President Frank Underwood from House of Cards what he thinks. You know what you should do before you go? You should come up here one night and cook us a rack of ribs. Now, I realize oven baked isn't nearly as good as the smoker, but you'd make them delicious anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah man totally i will I, I would love to come up there and have some more ribs i mean i think after we're done here with the show i'm gonna go get me some more <laughs> ribs ribs so, <laughs> so your mom makes pretty mean rack huh oh yeah you know it man i always thought your mom had a pretty good rack oh <laughs> 
Well, hey, if you guys are looking for a good rack, I can tell you where to find a set. You want to go and check out this Periscope app. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I heard that's actually been released for Android and everything now. So I know it started off exclusively for Apple uh, iPhones and stuff. You know, like most apps do, they start off there, but. Oh, you know it, man. And like how I heard about this app was like when that whole big Mayweather fight was going down and like people were saying how you could just like stream it on your phone. And I was like, you know, I was just curious, you know, just for Comcast cable and all those other people out there. I did pay for the fight, but um, (laughs) I did have to check and see if I could watch it on this, uh, this app as well. And yeah, man, like the whole fight, you could actually just watch uninterrupted because other people were streaming it through this app. Sure. So I haven't really been, or I hadn't really used it for about a week. And I remembered that I had it on my phone. So over Labor Day weekend, I started going through on there, man. And like, let me tell you, you can find some real crazy stuff out there on Periscope. Yeah, man. It's, it's like chat roulette. Dude. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, I was able to like watch like 30 minutes of a Guns N' Roses concert. (laughs) And then like somebody like had like a Yankees baseball game on there, like from Yankee stadium. Nice. But I got to tell you, I had to follow a couple people. And man, I'm actually been following this uh, this small person who's homeless. Oh, like, like a like a midget or uh, a dwarf yes, or something. Um, yeah, midget. Yeah, she, she and she's homeless. Like she doesn't actually own a home. Like she has. But like, she has a cell phone. Yes, with a periscope. Well, yes, yes. But that's the thing. Like she'll go off and like you know she'll stay at these hotels and then like she'll like do stuff on the periscope. So I think you're confused. I think she just uses a periscope to get around her daily life because she's so short. So it's an actual (laughs) periscope so she can look over the counter at McDonald's and stuff. Man, you know, I mean, maybe so. I mean, she never really brings it into public places. And I think she's always (laughs) wanting people to, like, pay her to do weird things. You know, I'm sure, like, you know, there might be. Like what? Like, uh. Cobbler, squ- uh, like a cobble, what was it, cobble squatting or whatever? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I, of course, I didn't join any of these private parties. But, uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, like, you know, it was just kind of interesting, though, like how this person's just like filming their life. And like you said, she doesn't, she, she doesn't have a home. She's just like, Getting by day to day using Periscope. I, I don't know. That just so what is she like a prostitute and she's like uh, hooking up with dudes and a thing, or is she that, a squat cobbler? Well, what what's the squat cobbler? Explain that one. Yeah, me. that's where they pay people to sit in pie and just oh, squirm around. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't. I like I said, if honestly, like to- fully clothed. Yeah. Sometimes they cry. Sometimes they don't. I think if you pay her like through PayPal, I think she'll do all kinds of stuff for you. <laughs> but it's not with you. I mean, it's obviously well, it's with you in like a private room. Like I don't think she's like. Oh, so are you paying her to do things on Periscope? Yes, yes. Okay, like in okay. A, in a private chat. All right, I wasn't so. understanding that. The way you explained it, I thought it was just she's doing things with people in Periscope. No, again. no, so I was no, like, no, what no, the no, fuck? no. No, like you pay her and then she'll bring you into like a little private uh, okay. chat and then you get to watch. You know, so I'm we sure can definitely get her to do some squat cobbling. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, like I said, I just thought it was kind of interesting because then like when she wasn't doing that, like... She's like listening to music and just kind of hanging out. So like it was just it was just interesting to me that someone that lived that kind of lifestyle. So you get you can uh, 
call her up, get some Dutch apple ass, there full moon go. moon pie. <laughs> I'm sure if like, I mean, I know earlier she was talking about how she wasn't sure if she was going to have a place to stay tonight, so she'd probably do anything for that. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> For that $30 or whatever. But so yeah. it's kind of like Fiverr, but for perverts. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. That 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 nails it right there. Fiverr for perverts. Now, but, how does she get her money? Like through PayPal or yeah, something? Yeah, there's okay. like a PayPal or something. So there's no space. purchase thing in Periscope. No, no. And actually, you know, she says, you know, make sure you write down her email address because she gets like banned like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I guess they, they definitely do not promote it like that. Nice. But just to see. And I mean, like, you know, she's not like super vulgar when she's just kind of hanging out, answering questions. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just like I said, it's just intriguing to me that somebody would live that kind of lifestyle. I'm, I'm sure it's not by choice, but hey, yeah. man, the world's a twisted place, man. And thinking of like the twisted world we live in, man, I heard about some bad news that went down up in Vero Beach. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And, and you know, they got to these sons of bitches must pay. <laughs> Good friends of ours uh, in the band hunting with Dick Cheney. Uh, their warehouse was recently uh, broken into and uh, many items were stolen. Yeah, man, like these items, man, we're not talking like low ticket items. These things are very expensive. We've got a uh, a white Fender Squire five string bass guitar was stolen. Yeah. A black Gibson Les Paul, Whew. which, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty hot stuff right there. Hey, now, this uh, there's an Ibanez four string bass that is black. It's covered with stickers. Mm. There's also a black Ibanez four string. It's a micro bass. It's the smaller one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a gray and silver Washburn five string bass. Man, whoever stole this was yeah. definitely like really into bass guitars. Man, I'm sure it's <laughs> just somebody breaking in and grabbing what they could grab. And also a set of cymbals. I mean, if you guys are going out to shows, like I mean, we're talking not just in Vero, but I'd say probably up and down the coast. Mm-hmm. If you see this similar equipment, or if you start seeing shit pop up on Craigslist. Be sure to reach out to Alton Galstrap from Hunting with Dick Cheney and uh, shoot them the information what you find because I know they're looking for these guys, and if they find them, I know those Vero boys aren't going to be too nice about it. <laughs> Absolutely, and they shouldn't be fucking bastards stealing their shit. It's ridiculous. I man. know, especially in our time of need. You know, we're supposed to be coming together right now because we've got this big storm coming. We all need to start looking out for each other and stuff like that. And, you know, there's only one thing I can hope. That whoever these vandals were are trying to get together and use all these musical instruments to inspire people and let them know that even though this storm is coming, we're going to rock you like a hurricane, just like Power Wolf.
that was Power Wolf with Rock You Like a Hurricane. Oh, man, that was an awesome track right there. Gets you all jacked up, man. What an excellent, super great cover, and I'm just excited to face this freaking storm. What do you think, Lieutenant Dan? Oh, you know it, El Bandito, man. Like, that definitely gets you rocking and rolling, you know. So definitely, you know, if you guys want to check out some more of Power Wolf, uh, you can check them out. They're a German power metal band. You know, power gets used a lot in this segment. (laughs) It's almost like ribs in the last segment. Um, They're known for their hard rock covers and their corpse paint attire. Nice. I'm not sure if you saw that in the video thing, though, man, but there's like yeah. a video of them looking kind of normal, and then another video where they're like, kind of like <laughs> crazy looking, you know? But hey, it's all cool, man. I'm sure they they put on a rocking good show, too, so check them out. Absolutely, man. But guess what? It's time for your favorite segment. <gasps> My favorite segment and your favorite segment, too. Everybody's favorite segment. It's time for the... Video Game Zone. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, coming off of Dragon Con, coming off of PAX West, man, we got some cool stuff to talk about in the video game zone. Heck, yeah, man. And we're, we're going to start off with something that seems to maybe have fallen a little bit flat. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Let's, let's get your opinion on this. The Fallout Creation Club, man, it launched on August 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I have to say, I'm not, uh, I'm not super thrilled so far from no. what I've seen. What about <laughs> you, El Bandito? Yeah, it seems like, I mean, I, I love the idea of it. Like I said, I know a lot of people hated the, oh, pay for mods kind of, uh, you know, you get to keep your achievements. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that's being, like, checked over by bethesda so it's not supposed to break your game or interfere with it or anything yep. like that has that quality control yeah, yeah absolutely and i know most mmos have these sort of microtransactions in them yep. where it's yep. like i want to buy a new outfit i want to buy a specialty thing i want to <laughs> buy a special gun so i really don't see this being outside the realm of what they can or should be doing with the game sure yeah it could be in there it's yeah. not hurting anything so but it seems like they're they're getting some kind of unsatisfying results here just because they offered up eight items for purchase that really don't seem that great and do kind of seem expensive. What do they got out there? Well, first and foremost, it came in the ways of power armor, which, you know, you think about, and that's like one of the coolest things I Hell thought, yeah. like Fallout 4, you got to design it, you got to mm-hmm. change it up. Well, one thing that I know will probably just by people hearing it would get them excited, they put out an Enclave power armor. That's you know, like, cool. Like you had in Fallout 3. Yeah, like that, the Tesla armor that yes, had the electricity and stuff. Yes, yes. Now, from my understanding is that there's not, you know, any kind of bonus to wearing it. It, it looks just, well, on the inside, it looks just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, other power armor. And, of course, on the outside, if you're doing like the, you know, third person view, you'd see it that it would look. So you, sure. you definitely get the aesthetic, but it just doesn't really do anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the uh, horse power armor. Sure. Which I guess is a joke from Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. You and Party Man Will are like the local Skyrim experts. But <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I think this does let you move faster or something like that. So there is that little boon. Like I guess you 
you can like drift or something. Like, okay. I, but the thing is, is that while these sound pretty cool, like just to have to like, man, check out my, you know, Enclave power armor or my horse power armor. It's the price tag that I think that's really drawing people away. Cause each of these things, not for both of them, but they're $5 each. Yeah. So 10 bucks for two things of power armor. Yeah. Yeah. Just for yeah, a look. Pretty- you know? It's pretty steep, man. You know, I mean, I understand a lot goes into making it, but I tell you what, I'd pay fucking twenty dollars for easily. What's that? Would be a, a a sort of program in it where I can color or draw on my own power armor. Oh, that would be pretty you know? cool. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, easily yeah. pay twenty five bucks for that, so, you so I could own... design it yeah, myself. Yeah. yeah. So not change the pieces, but actually like just change like the the lo- like you know if you want to put some imagery on yeah, it. Yeah, just yeah, like have a cursor where I could just draw right on it. I could write "fuck you" on the front, whatever. <laughs> that you know, would draw a big dick on it. That'd be cool as hell. That would that would be pretty cool, yeah. man. Not yeah, that no. I draw dicks and say "fuck you," but still, you know. <laughs> hey, you know maybe the person maybe whatever the, floats your boat. Exactly, <laughs> you know that's what you, the secretion club's all about, right? Yeah. Well, also they do offer up a couple new guns, which is like I know that was really popular. Popular with like you know like I know in like New Vegas and stuff like when they yeah. put out the Gun Runners thing, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing is, is like for each one of these new guns, it's two dollars a piece. So if they put out yeah. four new guns, it's going to cost you eight dollars. You know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Where that Gun Runners thing was like ten bucks, and you got like twenty guns or something. Exactly. Which I guess is two dollars a gun. <laughs> but like you said, there was so many guns that you got, so many enhancements, different yeah. things. You know, and then the more cheaper thing from the Creation Club, which same thing even for the price, I don't really think it's really that worth it, is for the Pip-Boy, you can change the different colors. You mm-hmm. know, like there's like a camo Pip-Boy and stuff. Those are 50 cents a piece. Yeah. But same thing. It's like you buy each one. The camo one's 50 cents. The golden one's 50 cents. You know, it's just stuff that's like. I don't really see a lot of people buying this. I don't know. Like you said, maybe just people just have that extra extra dough. Well, what's <laughs> funny is like with the mods being something that people get for free right now, yeah. I really don't see where the advantage comes in here. But Exactly. Like you said, it's just the start. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully it doesn't just blow up in their faces. Like yeah, it won't just fizzle bomb, out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but coming off the heels of that, I hear another game that you happen to like did oh. have some success with that pretty awesome uh, new release. Yep, man. And and what's really cool about this, most of this new release stuff, it's all free DLC. I mean, they're definitely going to be throwing in some microtransactions too, but we're talking about Friday the 13th. I've been playing this like crazy. I think I've clocked in like over 40 hours on it now. <laughs> I'm just having a great time. But yeah, with the updates, there was a bunch of bug fixes, which like I said, since I've been playing, I've been playing since like, you know, Father's Day, June-ish kind of time. Mm-hmm. I've never really experienced, but I know the, the consoles were still plagued with some. They've fixed a bunch of the bugs. They have removed team killing. Mm. Now, I know uh, I like this. I think it's good because the game needs to be focused on Jason. Yeah. You know, being the killer, not some other random douchebag that's just going to attack you for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was some sort of uh, thing that happened. You know, like if, I don't know, some sort of scenario that played out that let that person become a killer, that would be different. But just the fact that this person can just come up and start attacking is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, they're just trolling, you know? Yeah. And I know, like, you know, our buddy uh, Justin McPatches is really heated that they they removed this team killing aspect. Because he's like, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes in the movies there's a betrayer. You know, like Scream had like two or three different guys. And I, yeah. I get that, but we're not playing a Scream, yeah. you know, Yeah, this is Jason. There's not a lot of people <laughs> helping Jason in any of the Friday the 13th. 
13th movies exactly. I've ever seen. Exactly. I think I saw one like gif or like some doctor guy like throws like the lady in front of him because he's mm. like, you know, he's wimping out, you know, and Jason kills her first. But that whatever. That guy Yeah, just... that's different. That guy didn't <laughs> stick a hatchet into her face like they can in this game. Exactly. And now one of the other things that I think is really cool is they put out these three new smaller maps. Now, when I first read this, like when they, I saw this was coming in the update, I was like, smaller maps? Like, why do they need to make it easier for Jason? <laughs> but, you know, honestly, since I've played all three, it doesn't make it easier for the counselors because he does get to you faster. But the um, cabins are a little closer. Okay. So it's like it kind of gives you a little more exploring and like fast paced gameplay. Sure. So, like, maybe for someone that just started playing, this wouldn't be the best option. But, mm-hmm. like, for someone that's been playing 40 something hours, like, this really gets you through a match quick, you know? So, that's cool. You know, you're like, you know, trying to level up and get different characters, mm-hmm. different outfits. So it's like, you know, they, they, these have really helped out a lot. Yeah. It, it, it makes it more intense, you know? Exactly, man. Exactly. So, so they, I know they, they used to have the same thing in Call of Duty where you'd have these great big giant maps. You'd hardly ever see someone you have to kind of plan out what you're doing snipe a little bit then they'd have like the little mini map man where it was just like firepower man it's crazy town nuketown (laughs) nuketown you got it man and like you know same thing you find a lot of other items and stuff like that quicker so like i said it's definitely a faster place but hey guess what all those regular size maps are still there Mm mm-hmm so they're still available to play. So, I mean, they didn't lose anything there. Gained a little bit of difference, which I think is good in this game. Um, they're going to be putting out a Spring Break clothing pack soon. Now, this is actually going to cost a couple bucks. But I think it's like $2 when it first comes out. And it might go up to 5 Like, they're going to do like a little sale. Okay. You know, I, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah. right there, a sale. Like, Yeah, duh, Bethesda. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you're starting off your creation club. Make shit super cheap so people get on board. Then jack the price up. And then, you know, the exactly. true fans stick around. But you can't make everything super expensive from the get-go. So they're going to have some spring break clothing about $2. <laughs> now, that's for the whole set of clothes? That's for every counselor, every counselor is going to have like a different attire you know like the girls are going to have like bikinis Mm -hmm. and what was really funny is the guys at the you know gun media were like you know this is really like making us enhance the games in other ways because you know they designed those other characters to be like ripped apart and stuff expecting like clothing to be there so they're really putting in some real work into like the animations and stuff so it's pretty cool and during pax west when they had their little um uh stream like when they talked about upcoming stuff they mentioned that they're going to be creating different servers in the future Mm. for rp you know role playing co-op which is what you would consider what the game is right now Uh you can't kill each other Uh, and then uh player versus everybody which guess what all you guys that are complaining about team killing being turned off, there you can go kill each other <laughs> to your heart's content. There you so, go. I, I'm very happy with this company. I think they've got an awesome thing. Of course, hey, they had some problems, you know, lifting off, but shit, man. <laughs> I'm having a blast playing. Heck it. yeah, man. I know I'm going to jump on that very soon, probably oh, after the storm, yeah. man. I'm, I'm going to join you on there, and the two of us are going to have to start inviting all of you beautiful people out there to come try and get us. Oh, absolutely, man. All right, man. You know, I was a big fan of Street Fighter 2 back in the day, and Street Fighter is actually celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. Nice. So Capcom has hired an outside developer to make a Street Fighter 2 Super Nintendo cartridge. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be this red cartridge, and I guess there's like a limited edition, like glow-in-the-dark green one that you can't buy, but when you order 
this, like a thousand of them are going to be shipped. So you might just get one. Oh, okay. A special Blanca green one. But um, <laughs> here's the here's the catch. The cart will cost a hundred bucks and it's limited to 5,500 units, right? So they're okay. going to be kind of hard to find. But a warning comes with the cart saying to keep a fire extinguisher nearby the unit because it could set a blaze while playing. What? The company claims that the age of the Super Nintendo system it's played on could be the factor. <laughs> and they said, while the game is playable, they are not responsible for any hazard damage and that it should be just kept as a collector's item. <laughs> so they're actually play testing these and they're bursting into flames. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> and they say that the SNES is what's doing it. The old they're saying that, yeah. system, but like you have a retrocon that plays cartridges. So Absolutely. if you jammed it in there, is it gonna blow up and yeah. according to them, it could. Like wow. I mean, you gotta imagine these guys are like I said, it's an outside source. So I mean, yeah. who knows if they're making them up to Paul. Well, where, where, where were they making them? Iraq or <laughs> Afghanistan or something? Putting little bombs in yeah. there. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like they said, I, they, they're saying it should be used as a collector's item, but it can be played. Just just play with caution. <laughs> Yoga flame. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell you what. That's going to about wrap it up for the video's game zone. And we're going to lead you out with a little bit of more flame. How about the symphonic Phoenix Force? They're about to start rapping. And then out of the booth, I'm spitting the truth, getting loose. Swag switch of the beat, killer, the lyrical thrill of the mic, then of the bar, maker, the style creator. I'ma hit it, spit it, rip it, and get it like nobody ever did. Then break it before they see it. Keep it so they can grab it and lie and say I don't have it. Then show it to them later. Initial, that's JB Swagger. Beating on my chest like I'm Donkey Kong. I'm the flyest cat around since the Pink Panther's gone. I'll snap your shit up, leave your limits like Rayman. Put a bullet in your dome like I'm Logan from the X-Men. JK, I'm just flexing like a wild man with the AK-47 like the Taliban. See me coming in hot like a shuttle man. Now I'm about to start rapping. It's my mission as a musician, ride on these tiny waves, one foot in the grave, no saves, SPF, it doesn't matter what it stands for, we're gonna blow the minds of Nerdcore, like it's scanners, thanking God for my blessing, like Nev Flanders, sorry for my manners, my large ego, calling the living planet, flow nasty, call it Janet, damn it, I'm about to start rapping, live my dreams while you're still napping, living for the crowd reaction, it's my passion, staying hype, never give up the mic like it's Nike, it's just my psyche and Cupid. I can't help but laugh like when Floney is looped in. Down your spine, the siren is blaring. Do you hear me? 
me calling, ripping into your heart and catch you as you're falling. She's no angel, just a sinner's respectable. She's as cute as a button, but slightly passively cynical. Come on, come on, the siren's day, you're reckoning. Better watch your step, your soul is mine for the taking. It's the PS to the UNK. Bat banger from around the way. Gonna spray your DMs with lighter fluid. Spark the music magic like a jewel. The squad is dope and there was nothing to it. The symphonic Phoenix Force running through the universe. Like surfer silver. Cruise along with the beat like Jake Diller. We're supreme clientele thanks to Ghost Face The toast kings turn up the bat. Ain't a fan, catch me outside. How about that? I'm terrible, but there's nothing I lack. Deadly serious, like a shard attack. Ain't from New York, but I am dead ass. I could be family friendly, but I stay on the crafts. But all in all, my music stay high class. And at my full potential, I look greener than grass. SPF, we don't play your games. Greater than Dale Gribble and the Kaze Kage. Born from Jeff Bridges, but I look like Dante. I'm just kidding, soy un elefante Trying to cross the bridge so I can catch the tiny waves I'm about to start rapping, that's my favorite saying When I'm hitting my verse, I can go for days But when it comes to dates, I'm shot down Harambe And that was Symphonic Phoenix Force with about to start rapping. Ooh, and rap they did, senor. Oh, absolutely, man. If you guys dug that, check them out on Facebook. They're a nerdcore hip-hop group straight out of Tampa, Florida. Man, I gotta tell you, I just recently heard that they're gonna be appearing at this upcoming Orlando Nerd Fest event that's coming down the pipe in November. So we'll have some more word on that when that draws a little closer. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, we always love making it out to those great nerdy events out in Orlando. They always put on some really great shit. So I'm sure we'll be super excited to catch this because we did miss Dragon Con. But hey, you know, we can't make them all, right? You know it, man. You know it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to make it out there and represent the nerdy community of Florida. Absolutely. But we're going to do our best right now to represent the nerd life and fulfill a promise we made last week by dedicating this segment to the Defenders. Oh, yeah, man. I got to tell you, El Bandito, when I first started seeing trailers for the Defenders, I was really stoked to see that these guys were all going to come together and be fighting a big bad. Absolutely, man. It was great to see Netflix kind of, you know, putting all the shows together, kind of really taking that Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. idea of interconnectivity and like putting it all together. I loved it. I loved the great idea of it. And we fi- it finally came to fruition here in The Defenders. And if you haven't seen it yet, we're definitely going to spoil it for you. <laughs> so maybe bounce us back in about 10 minutes. Um, but what did you think of the show itself? Well, I really liked the, um, the characters being together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I thought they had good chemistry. Uh, watching the individual shows, I think, got you to know them one-on-one. Yeah. And it's cool because, I mean, you know, when we see all, like, you know, Captain America and all, you know, we got to spend like two hours with those characters, but with mm-hmm. these guys, we've spent like over 10 or 12 hours with, you, with each of them. So yeah. you really kind of get more of a, of a feeling for their characters and their, and their, um, 
characters that also operate on their show. You know, they're the they're, they're friends. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I thought the show did a really good job with. With that, that it um, had a lot of those other characters in there too. Absolutely, man. The ensemble from each cast kind of getting together. I know a lot of people were bitching that they thought it seemed kind of forced. Maybe in that fourth or fifth episode when they all kind of get together at the, <laughs> at police, the police station yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they're like, oh, that's forced, man. And put them. I was like, dude, that's storytelling. Like, that was a good story of why they should all be in the same place. And keep and them I, protected, right? Yeah, and I thought it worked out really good. But the chemistry between all the different groups of characters oh, I yeah. thought was really great. And as much as we all thought Claire would really be the linchpin of all the companion characters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Misty Knight really did a great job of kind of corralling everyone constantly. Oh, and yeah. And she seemed to be the person who connected with everyone but so i agree in a lot of ways that so much development has been for each character and each side character and everything like that but the one thing i can say that really threw me off there was like even from the get-go i could not remember shit about daredevil season two (laughs) you know like he was all broody and he didn't want to be daredevil at the time and i'm like why like i literally had to stop and look at my phone and be like why why now i know netflix has this long-running history of them not recapping shows at the beginning of their episodes because yeah. you're, you're kind of expected to binge watch it. Sure. But man, at the beginning of Defenders, like really, we, we hadn't seen... The Daredevil came out at, what, a year and a half earlier? Exactly, you know? yeah. Like, at least be like, hey, here's a quick, this is what's going on with each person, and then throw us in there. I mean, maybe people were binging them all again and then threw it together, and that's cool, but come on, not all of us have 26 hours to rewatch Daredevil real quick. I think you're right, El Bandito. I think that would really have made things a lot smoother transition. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right, like you know, just kind of like a quick little recap, you know, or yeah, they could have done it stylish, you know, like be like, you know, have like the uh, Misty saying, you know, I heard about this Devil of Hell's, you know, but have it, you know, they could have done the, yeah, yeah, some some, magic some quick there. voiceover yeah. or something because they always do such a great job with their intros, even yeah. like even in the Defenders where they had like the city maps and their faces were kind of yeah, you know, overlaid on it. That was really cool, but doing something like that that's almost like a motion comic that filled us in on what was going on, I think would have been a big help not only for that, but for the very confusing plot that the hand kind of was going through. Because you needed to know so much about season two of Daredevil and Iron Fist, which most people seem that they couldn't retain Iron Fist while they were fucking watching it. You know? So, you know, trying to put the two of those together and figure out what the hand was doing was very complicated to the point where most people at the end of watching the defenders still didn't quite know what the fuck the hand was doing the whole time, man. I know we were just chatting about this a few days ago and you had to clear up some of the gray areas, even <laughs> for me. And and you're right. I mean, you know, and um, I still have gray areas. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what the black sky represented. Like why did Electra need to be the black sky? <laughs> I don't know. I remember there was a kid in a cargo container or something, but it, it's been a long time. Yeah, I, I I know we're all using a lot of the powers of assumption here, you know. <laughs> but you know, like like I said, I mean, definitely from as a con, you know, I would say that yeah, you know, the hand just didn't have that kind of brute force villain, mm-hmm. you know. And and it was like they're introducing these characters. I mean, besides Bakudo and like you said, like the one guy who was kind of like related to the guy from daredevil it's like you know yeah moon, I, I call him moon bears i don't remember his name but he was the guy they said he's pulling nobu's strings from yeah. daredevil, which is like why wasn't nobu just there 
Exactly, because you know they yeah. can bring people back from the dead. Nobu was already brought back from the dead once. Like, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of crappy. Madame Gao's never really amounted to anything yeah, as cool she's as she there, is. But it's just you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like I love her character, but as she can't contend with them other cats. And then they show her actually doing some kick-ass stuff. Like yeah. remember, she knocks away the giant dumpster and busts that door open. Yeah. But then in fights, she doesn't do anything. I know. When mm-hmm. I saw that, I was like, oh shit. Okay, they like. Yeah. I know we were saying this earlier like it's the you know you start to see like these like antithesis to the other characters mm-hmm. you, know, you have the one guy that's like running across rooftops and so like, oh he's gonna fight daredevil yeah. you know the bakudo guy of course iron fist you know mm-hmm. and then man like someone to fight luke uh luke cage and we got madame gal can like knock him off his feet and yeah and, and what a dichotomy to see this old lady fight this like very healthy young man you know yeah, it, so that would have been really cool but that's not what we got <laughs> and we didn't get any of that <laughs> no like jessica jones fit perfect because yeah. she can be damaged she could be hurt She doesn't know karate, you know, but she is super strong. So her super strength offset the karate. But there's no reason Luke Cage should not have just walked through motherfuckers, man. Oh, yeah. He should have been an unstoppable force. And I do have to say, as a pro, like like as a, a pro for me, like... I really liked how they showcased Jessica Jones in this show. Like yeah. on her show, like you always kind of saw her do stuff kind of like off screen or, you know, she'd be holding up the car from behind or something like mm-hmm. this really got to see her like pick up a dumpster, slam it against <laughs> the door. The ending scene with the elevator yeah. where she's holding on and she's like, please stop staring. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hurry up. It's fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was really cool. Like I, yeah. I thought that made that really interesting. And if they do more stuff like that in season two, I think that would be awesome. Absolutely, um, man. Yeah. But again, the, like the, the first time in the Chinese restaurant, when, <laughs> yeah. you know, Luke Cage is fighting the ninja and he starts doing those weird pressure points. Yeah. And Luke Cage, like, can't fight back because he's... I'm like, that's really clever and cool. Sure. But then in the final sequence, like, he's just... Like, they're just punching and kicking him. Yeah. And he's, like, getting hurt. And I'm like, okay, I understand maybe Elektra's, like, a super badass to Black Sky or whatever. Yeah. But you're telling me, like, her kicking him... <laughs> hurts worse than a fucking bullet because yeah. i'm pretty sure the yeah. impact of a bullet is like getting hit by a car man come on yeah they almost do kind of like write themselves into a corner having luke cage there yeah. because like yeah unless but you like madam some... gao could have outwitted yes. him with her cool cheese shit yes. and like dude highlight of the fucking show one of them when fucking iron fist punched luke cage you know? oh that was great that <laughs> like was... they called the whole episode right hook that was the name of the episode yeah and like dude you know like that right there shows like what the power of the chi and what the hand could yeah. have done that they just didn't really illustrate towards the end i was kind of bummed about dude yeah you know you bring that up like that early episode you know mm-hmm. like that that was awesome i really did like the the chinese restaurant episode like yes. when i actually sit down and like he's like i just bought this restaurant now <laughs> but we had to buy like one of everything yeah yeah and like danny's just eating like crazy like that was yeah, like and a, jessica yeah. left and then yeah. you know you're kind of waiting <laughs> if she's gonna come back or not yeah. you know she drive. well we, i don't know if she drove a car through or did she throw a car yeah i'm pretty the- sure she <laughs> shoved a car through the fucking window man <laughs> like i said that like the early episodes were really engaging and yeah. like like I, I mean i know we said this like you know sigourney weaver like it was cool to have her there but mm-hmm. like she never really did anything yeah. like you didn't see like if she had powers like gal that would have been cool but like yeah i know at first when i saw the whole thing with electra like killer i was like whoa that that kind of was a waste but 
you're right. I mean, in the sense that, you know, Electra could be the character that could fight everybody. Mm-hmm. And do stuff. But I mean, Luke Cage is an exception because it's like, yeah, even if she did kick him, she should just bounce right off him because, yeah. you know, he, he ain't shit. But yeah, but yeah. her being able to use like chi yeah, or her being true. able to use yeah. pressure points or some smart thing yeah. like that yeah. would have been very cool. But part of the thing was like they set Electra up too late in the game. Yes. You know, like yeah. I yeah. think she would have been way better than the other like five fingers of the hand because they were ultimately boring and, yeah. and you didn't really care if any of them succeeded, but you cared about what happened to Electra. Yeah. We were already you know? invested in her, you know? Yeah. And even those like beautiful scenes they did where she's in Matt's apartment, she's yeah. laying in his bed, you know, like yeah. trying to remember her life. And then by the end she's like, Oh, okay. I do remember my life. I'm an evil bitch and I want to take over the world. You're like, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, that's so, sure. that's cool. And it just sucks that we didn't get to that sooner. Yeah. But part of, Part of one thing I, I want to say about all this is that a lot of places are really hounding the show, saying that it wasn't good, it wasn't very exciting, because the hand brought it down so much. <laughs> and I just want to make a point to say that all of the interaction between the four lead defenders and all of their companions was so great and so good on screen, their chemistry fantastic, that I, I'm like, dude, the hand, you know... They sucked, yeah. But they didn't bring down the show for me, no, you know. No. Yeah, like I mean, I really think this is kind of one of those things where, like, when we watch, like, let's say when Defender season two comes out, everyone's gonna be blown away because the team's established. They don't need mm-hmm. that introduction. They can get a real big bad or a, another group of bads that yeah. are actually like, you know, relatable and um, you know, really rock the house. Like you said, I think it's just like this was like kind of like that leftover story that mm-hmm. they just had to wrap. And I think we can agree that that's one of the best things that it did was that, yeah, hopefully now the hand is put to rest. <laughs> yeah, no more. Put that one hand in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. Get the other one on a different villain because that was that was no fun. And uh, But let's go over just real quick so we can end the segment kind of on a, on a high note. Oh, absolutely. All the things we did really like oh, about the show. Because yeah. like you said, the Chinese restaurant episode is so great. I thought Stick is amazing every time he's on screen. <laughs> like, he's just hilarious and super fun. I thought Electra herself was fantastic. Yeah. You no, know? She was cool. She was very cool. One thing I know I really, really, really enjoyed was about the second episode, about halfway through, it dawned on me that if they all get together, mm-hmm. Daredevil's going to wear a costume. Yeah. And no one else is going to have a costume, That's, you know? Yeah. No, that is cool. And I, I laughed about it, and I turned to the you know beautiful woman I was there watching the show with, and I told her that. And she was like, he's going to wear a costume? And she had never watched Daredevil. She, she was like, <laughs> I love Jessica Jones. I watch Jessica Jones. I don't care about the other shit. I just want to watch Jessica Jones. And I want to see her again in The Defender. So I said, all right. I kind of filled her on some of the plot, and we just went with it, yeah. you know? Um, so she's like, what kind of costumes do you wear? So we'll just see it. It's really fucking cool looking though. It's really yeah. cool. So he like shows up and she's like, dude, he looks like a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, literally like everything she said, like within two minutes of the show, Jessica would say it to him. You know? <laughs> and I have to say the chemistry between Charlie Cox and Kristen Ritter was so fucking awesome. Oh, like yeah. every time the two of them were together, like lawyer, you know, client yes. thing was just yes. hilarious, man. It was, it was just super fun. 
Like you just said, man, I think all the interactions, even building that friendship between like Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which we know, of course, they go on to become the heroes for hire. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that'd be awesome if, like, you know, they kind of mashed that into one season, you know? Well, well, Claire setting up the whole thing, being like, well, you need to get paid if you're going to do this, kind of in that first episode. And I kept thinking that, like, oh, man, well, wait till he meets Danny, then he'll be. Yeah. All right. But then again, you have to wonder too, like, why would Danny ask for money for Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He is kind of. But maybe set. he'll just pay Luke Cage to that, be his partner. There you go. That could be it. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, the, the best thing about the show is the interactions between the, the four main characters. Yeah. I was kind of surprised not to see the Punisher show up. I really kind of just was ex- not, not yeah. for him to be part of the Defenders, but I just figured mm-hmm. he was going to come in there and really, you know, mix things up. But I do have to tell you, Al Bandito, it's a little surprise, but you have to watch the end of the last episode through the credits because there absolutely is a Punisher trailer there. Oh, nice. All right. If you you guys haven't seen that, I know Netflix has a way of like throwing you into the next big thing, but go out there and check out that last episode again. And it's pretty cool. I'm I'm, I'm kind of getting a little excited about this Punisher. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, man. All right. Well, last but not least, I want to mention the one thing that – I was really hoping to see more of in the show. And while it wasn't prominently featured, it was there enough that it really, I loved it. I thought it was so good and I wanted to give it its proper credit. But man, seeing Luke Cage and Jessica Jones together, kind of knowing their comic history, but seeing how they both parted ways at the end of their respective, you know, at, at the end of her series there was a little like, oh man, what happened there? And then he goes through all Luke Cage by himself and here he is in the Defenders. <laughs> and I have to say that those two actors absolutely crushed being like, we super like each other and neither one of us want to say it. Yeah, you know, I yeah. thought that read so much on screen that I was like, that is awesome. You know? Well, and of course, you know, Luke has this thing with Claire and yeah. stuff when you're like, oh, how is that going to finish it you know yeah, but once yeah. again dude like, yeah. i i compl- i was like no way claire lives through this that's what i was thinking, I was thinking so this, yeah. i'm really i'm glad she did you know i have a super crush on rosario dawson so what about one arm misty now <laughs> that's kind of like oh yeah shit. that's pretty brutal man yeah, maybe danny can get her a new chi hand or something <laughs> <laughs> well they they definitely have a lot of splaining to do yes. after that last episode so yes but very very fun check it out if you're a fan of the netflix shows you gotta see it just to kind of see it wrap up you know and of course now we can see what's going to come next absolutely man i think next up on the horizon is going to be a a new Punisher series. I'm not sure if that's going to hit before any of the others get a sequel, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna, right? What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's already, it's already slated. Like I said, the trailer's in there. I think it's coming um, next spring. So absolutely, man. See now like that is one comic I'm excited to see because to me, every time you watch the Punisher on screen, whether it was Thomas Jane, whether it's in daredevil two, it <laughs> always kind of reminds me of one thing and that's punk rock and comics. So we got the meatballs here with punk rock and comics.
that was the meatballs with punk rock and comics heck yeah man that was a cool song right there you know it man you know you know it's funny because you know we, we said we were going to de- dedicate that whole uh that whole third segment to the defenders which of course we know as a comic and you know we know people have been kind of telling us oh man we should play a little more punk rock here and there so now we're just playing you know power to the people you know <laughs> you guys let us know what you want to hear absolutely and you know one thing we've been kind of doing lately is modifying our event section where we're going to focus one event a week that we would really want to talk about El Bandito. <laughs> so we're going to talk about tonight the upcoming Universal Halloween Horror Nights 27. Well, yeah, man, I got to tell you, El Bandito, I've been going to this Halloween Horror Nights for the last like 16 years. Really? Woo! Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I can make it uh, this year as long as we don't get blown away by a hurricane. <laughs> but uh, we're still going to tell everybody about the awesome haunted houses scare zones and shows that they're going to have at halloween horror nights 27 you want to talk about a few al bandito oh absolutely man you know they always have these really cool themes and stuff every year though where they're like oh you know now this year is fucking i don't know chucky guy thing yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't i don't ever go to these things <laughs> but tell us what's the theme for this year well you know an overarching theme i you know it's it's funny when they're not at like 25 or 20 or 30 you know yeah. it's like because they just kind of have a filler i don't think they've announced like a, an official um icon okay but they've got like kind of like all this like kind of like voodoo kind of stuff going on so okay. maybe I, some baron samiti shit going yeah, out there yeah yeah but i know what you're saying typically they would they would have like you know uh chance the clown or mm-hmm. jack the clown you know like like those characters yeah but who's yeah, the girl they had that's chance okay yeah, that's yeah I mean, a lot of people, I think, kind of like nailed her last year where they were like, you know, uh, you know, she's a Harley Quinn ripoff. So yeah. I think they were kind of like, oh, man, we, we definitely want to heal, you know, hear from D.C. on that <laughs> one, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, this year they just have like a really lot amount of um, uh, franchise houses, which is when they nice. take like, you know, known uh, uh, franchises and put them in. They do have a couple originals as well. But, man, I mean, the one that I'd be the most interested in to see would be The Shining. Ooh. It is a haunted house. So. Nice. So the whole thing's going to be dedicated to that. Oh, yeah. Here's Johnny, you know, and all <laughs> that good stuff. Probably, you know, little uh, the twins at the end of the hallway. Oh, man, there's plenty of awesome scenes in oh, that. Oh, definitely. Today, you know? Elevator full of blood. Oh, yeah. That's a good. I mean, I'd have to imagine that that's going to be some sort of, like, movie screen or yeah. something I mean, yeah let's hey somebody get down there and refill the elevator <laughs> the blood's not coming out uh the another house that they're doing is the american horror story which is based on that hit tv show i think it's it's in its seventh season this year so something I mean, like that yeah. i know the one that they're doing right now they're saying is very much based off the 2016 election yes so, yeah and it's called wild. it's called colt and I know they've been doing a lot of stuff with clowns, yeah. Which I mean, is perfectly timed, being that that it movies, you know what I mean? Like they, those guys, yeah, yeah. they know what they're doing. So I'm sure this will be an interesting one. Uh, they're bringing back Saw. Oh, which I know that he, I think he's coming out with a movie later this year. I mean, I thought this shit was done. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, they're not knocking Saw, but I thought the la- the last one was called like the Last Saw. You know, it's like, well, dude. 
the guy died in the first movie. So, <laughs> you know, it was eight <laughs> movies ago. That's true, man. That's that's talking about some real, really good like pre-planning. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, dude, I mean, you want to talk about all the horror icons, your Freddies and Jasons, and their immortality, and they can't be killed. Goddamn fucking jigs- jigsaw, man. Fuck, get that guy the fuck out of here. Nothing killed this son bitch. He's like Batman. Yeah, the Christopher Nolan Batman. Jigsaw is no longer like. A person. Yeah. He's a symbol. <laughs> Pretty know? much, man. Yeah, he's got people to pick up his work after him. Yeah. Like, God damn. They take up the mental of well, the jigsaw. All right. Well, I'm super excited about the next house. Oh, why don't you say it, man? What's coming at us? Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, man. I've been loving this show on Stars, man. Stars. Oh. So, I mean, I, same thing. There's so many cool things that happen in the show, like in different environments. I could see them like going crazy with this one. Oh man i still gotta sit down and watch that I've, i don't have stars man yeah. so like i'm i'm really behind the gun on that one man it's a lot of fun they're doing a great job of course bruce campbell's in yeah. it and i really like his uh um his buddies that are in the show with them okay. uh uh I think it's Paco and and I forgot the the girl's name, but is it Paco Guacamole. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's oh, it's Pablo. That's Pablo. it, Pablo. And I forgot what the girl's name is, but they're great. Like sure, you know, characters, and you actually get to meet Ash's dad in the show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. So I, I like that a lot. So yeah, I think they're gonna do great. The next house is the Bloom House, which I sounds huh. really weird, but Bloom House is the uh, studio that puts out like Insidious and Sinister and The mm. Purge. So like they're gonna make a house that has like all of these elements combined gotcha. in. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not just gonna be Sinister or The Surge or The Purge and all that you know all that stuff. It's gonna be like everything all together. So I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Dead Waters is a is a voodoo themed house, and if I think the event has any kind of theme, this would be kind of like the the themed house for the event. Okay. Uh, the Hive is like a vampire, you know, kind of deal. So, like I said, these are very vague because they just give little descriptions online. So okay. I'm kind of just doing my best. The Fallen is supposedly a fight between good versus evil. So I don't know if you're going to have angels and devils and stuff, but. Sounds cool. This last one I think you'll find very interesting, El Bandito. It's called Scarecrow the Reaping. Oh. So I could see a lot of like, you know, barnyard kind of set up <laughs> and some crazy killer scarecrow chasing after you. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Pretty cool. Now, why did you think I would like that? Oh, man, I just know lately, like, we were talking about stuff with scarecrows and stuff, and, <laughs> you know, it kind of matched up with, uh, you know, of course, we're seeing them now, you know, down here in Florida, you know, you see occasional scarecrow. You know, that movie Jeepers Creepers is supposed to be set in Florida, and that was what the guy would be. He'd be like a scarecrow, and then he'd chase after people and shit. So. I, I, th- I thought you were just uh, insinuating that I didn't have a brain. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, maybe you don't because you don't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights 27. But <laughs> I can tell you this. You'd have to not have a brain to want to enter any of their exciting scare zones. Oh, yeah. These are really cool, too. We got The Purge. Nice. Which, you know, that that's the hit movie series. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun to have crazy lunatics and masks chasing you around the street. Oh, you tend to wonder if there's going to be any references there from the uh, the Rick and Morty Purge episode. Oh, is there <laughs> is there an episode based on Yeah, the, yeah, oh, they okay. go to a universe where they're all purging this whole town and stuff. It's it's pretty wild. With with the uh, with the popularity of Rick and Morty, it wouldn't surprise me if they jumped on that one too. Yeah, right. Little, yeah. You know, Let's put a little joke in there. Yeah. 
Trick or Treat is an anthology that came out about 10 years ago. And uh, actually, um, uh, the girl who played Rogue, is that Anna? Anna Paquin? Paquin, yeah. She, uh, before she started doing True Blood and all that, she was in this uh this film too, and she was a werewolf. Nice. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like they, they all the individual stories in that will also make up a good scare zone. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Festival of the Deadliest, which will have more of like a party element. There's Invasion, which will be like a, a UFO, like 1950s style. Nice. Thing. Some and Day it, the Earth Stood Still shit. Yeah, that yeah. That sounds yeah. fitting with uh, having an Ash versus Evil Dead house, you know? Absolutely. Platu Veratus. <laughs> necktie nectar shit (laughs) you got it man and then rounding out the scare zones is the altars of evil which they claim will have a bunch of variety of different uh horror icons in there so i I like to call that scare zone where like they're reusing old props (laughs) (laughs) real quick uh two shows you could check out while you're there is the bill and ted halloween adventure which it will be its final showing. Ooh, man. Yeah. That's a reason to go right there. Wild Stallions! Yay! <laughs> you got it, man. You know, that, that's what they should have done, that epic rap battles on Bill and Ted versus Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. They're probably going to have some Rick and Morty references there. That's for sure. No, you're absolutely right, man. That show's great for referencing the pop culture that's all been hot this year. I'm sure there's going to be some guy come out as a pickle or something. <laughs> but yeah. It'll be like Pickle Bill. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, though, El Bandito, if there was a show you were going to check out at Halloween Horror Nights 27, I would say it'd be the Academy of Villains. That's like a big, oh. like, uh, female dance troupe and stuff. Oh. They dance around. Like, there might be a couple dudes scattered in there, too, but it's, like, very uh, very cool stuff, synchronized nice. dancing and stuff. So uh, Halloween Horror Nights opens uh, September 15th. It will run through November 1st. And tickets range from... $59 to $83, depending on the night which you go. That actually seems pretty reasonable. For, you know, for the entry ticket, that is true, man. But let me tell you, based on my experience, if you go, you're going to want to get the express pass so you can see everything you want to see. Okay, so what's the, what's that, like an extra 20 bucks or something? That's going to be an extra $80 what? per what? ticket. <laughs> That's the scariest part of the fucking night right there. So yeah, right there you're looking at between a 60 to $85 just to get in the door and then another $80 to get the express pass. So all kidding aside, you know, you don't need an express pass to go pay 60 or $85 <laughs> to go in there and check it out. And man, even if you didn't make it through everything in the park, you're going to have a fuck of a good time. And if you spent $80 on two nights, you could probably, you know, see everything anyways That's and true. be there for two nights. So it's really exciting. A great event. You know, we're glad to have it in our backyard here in Orlando. Uh, we wish everyone the best out there who's battening down the hatches for the storm mm-hmm. ahead. Hurricane Irma, let's hope it doesn't do too much damage. And, you know, best wishes to all you beautiful people out there. Hopefully we'll catch you here next week. If not, we'll be back very shortly. Absolutely. As El Bandito said, stay safe out there and have a great night. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great. But what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. with you. <laughs> Consider that a divorce.